0: Greeting podcast episode 23 with Ola from Ripple's
1: Print. Hi Ola. <laughs> Hi, can you see me okay?
0: Yes. Okay. I like that very smart picture before you came on. Oh. <laughs> it was like your headshot. That was awesome.
1: At yeah. <laughs> some meetings I... I just put it because I just don't want to turn my video on and you know when you have these big meetings and it's sort of rude yeah. so when there's a picture there exactly it looks like I'm listening keep speaking yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's really cool um cool I'll, I'll start by just saying like could you say who you are and um what what your business is okay cool
1: my name is Ola and I own Ripple's Prints
0: yeah yeah i think it's kind of, you 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 mainly work with like am i right in saying like small businesses like yes sort of the majority of your clientele like local businesses or yes uh,
1: businesses. corporate yeah it makes up well yeah i do more of contract kind of jobs and uh work with schools as well so
0: okay yeah, so what what makes it a contract job because like a lot of people they just deal with like walk-ins and what, what's the difference between just well yeah. it's
1: um well kind of yeah we make them to order so but it's probably a bit larger volume sometimes yeah so say they want to kit out their whole team or they want to kit out the staff or for example for the schools we do school uniforms for the whole school type thing and mm-hmm. when you know that that's kind of regular
0: mm-hmm.
1: every year you know yeah. so that's kind of what makes it that there's some jobs that you know they're one-off so say they have a big event or a charity run or something we get yeah, 200 garments and that's it they might come back next year they might not but there's sort of no commitment to us
0: right okay so like how do you formalize that commitment do you kind of like write a contract or something
1: Well, not all the time. It depends on the job. So there is this implied (laughs) way of working. So for example, say we work with a football team, you know, and they want us to kit out the the uniforms and blah. I think a lot of them, what makes it a bit easier, especially for the embroidery side of things, because that's kind of a large part of what we do as well. Mm. We've got the discs, we've got the designs, we've got everything saved on file. They've paid for all the setup, So Mm. for them, it's just, you know, the next logical thing is just to stick with these people, you know, so far they're delivering good job, good quality. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of what makes it that way. There's some uh, organizations where you need to sign sort of like a contract. There will be some terms. For example, we probably have a 14 day payment term. You know, the organization would have maybe 30 days. So they want to kind of, you know, formalize it that way so mm. you have not like a contract but sort of like an MOU type of arrangement yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I think I understand what you mean because whenever I've worked with a company over a certain size then you have to kind of be vetted don't you like yes you have to go through these procedures that you don't have to normally and if it's a school I've had to be signed off on like the council's supplier website and I'm like oh for god's sake I don't even care I just want to do these leavers hoodies and then exactly. be done with it not that I do yeah. too yeah, much so it, more,
1: it. all depends yeah. on what they, they're asking for so one of the things that um I went through when I was you know we're a bit smaller when I just started then was I you know I really wanted to work with these big companies and blah 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 excited and then they're asking are you VAT registered and I'm like uh nope like is that even a thing? You know. Why does
0: Why does it matter
1: though? Well, so that they can also claim back their VAT. Mm. Because if they if your VAT registered, whatever you buy and whatever people buy, so if people buy from me, I pay the VAT to HMRC. But if I buy anything at all, I claim back my VAT.
0: Yeah, but I get it yeah. from your end, but I don't get it from the customers' end because if they're not being charged VAT, then
1: yeah but are you if you're VAT registered then you mm-hmm. need to charge VAT on your products
0: yeah but if you're not as a business VAT mm-hmm. registered
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you're so small that you're not yeah. then you're not charging them VAT so there's nothing to claim back on their side
1: true 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 but <laughs> I think one thing, I, I think it's just this they just want to make sure because the, there is this thing if you're VAT registered then that means you're turning over a certain amount of yeah. Revenue. So there is some sort of level of insurance or trust mm. on the fact that mm. you have the capability to handle the larger jobs, you know, type yeah. of thing. So yeah. I had to go VAT registered way before I hit the mark. Oh, just, yeah. So it just—I don't know—it was just one of the requirements, you know, they're asking are you VAT registered. Sometimes they still work with uh, businesses who are not VAT registered. I think it depends on the organisation as well. Mm. And um, so those are, those are some of the hurdles you sort of need to cross. I've, I think a company have asked me for uh, anti-slavery policy, blah, blah, before. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, you're like,
0: <laughs> I'm like, have you okay. seen how I treat these bitches?
1: They're like, yeah. Yeah, so, they're
0: in luxury here. So, um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so that was, so we had to kind of develop that policy and all that. But um, so, yeah, I think it also depends on what um is required from that company you know mm. to meet their corporate social responsibility and things like that yeah
0: so. but once you've done it once like That's gone and set it up and then just keep passing it on yeah. in the folder yeah. so am I very really thinking am I I don't know where I've got this from but were you like in law before like what, what, what? were you like a solicitor or a lawyer or something before? yes
1: that was my background mm. <laughs> so I studied as a, a lawyer and I had my master's in international commercial law from University of Aberdeen. And mm-hmm. I was working with the council, but it, I was like a project coordinator, but in the legal side of things. And right. it was good fun. I liked it a lot. This I loved, that I liked. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's kind of like my background. And from there, I moved into, yeah,
0: government. Yeah. Thing. yeah. So there's a lot of transferable skills for like the actual... Yeah. business operator because yeah. um, you I, I get this um, feeling that you're you're very much inspired by like a lot of business books and that type of thing so you understand that you should work on your business instead of in it yeah so I feel that like you're like the boss <laughs> so oh. all those kind of like project management transferable skills and or your legal mind uh, probably helping you out in the role that you've made for yourself there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it it kind of there's this tendency to just sort of legalize or formalize things, mm. you know. Um, like some people say, "Oh, you're so formal." I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how else. It, <laughs> to to who it's making sense? Not that's from all. So um, yeah. So you ha- I have this tendency to kind of make things not nice and formal, and um, mm. and I guess it's because of my background and also you know there's that uh, tendency to be quite thorough and checking and rechecking and rechecking and sometimes it kind of slows the process down but it's just because you know obviously in in the legal field as well you have to be sure so that Mm. all your documentations are correct everything is on time you have to watch the deadlines you have to you know Mm. that sort of thing so i think that transfers over to to the business we do yeah
0: Um, I was researching you because I do a little little dive in before and I saw you doing a talk and it seemed to be like the basis of the talk was the little snippet that I saw was about you saying there is money out there to be made and it's just like where you're looking for it Mm -hmm. and if you're thinking positively you'll create that kind of like abundance yeah what do you think about some people are having the abundance mindset and other people not and like how like what was that talk and why well it was
1: a we had a, a in an event which was talking about um moving an idea to business and mm. sort of sharing my journey as well as just trying to encourage you know the younger folk and or you know whoever wants to get into business so it was more of saying what you look for you find you know it all depends on what you want and Mm. where you put your effort in you know it's it's there are opportunities out there so what you focus on amplifies you know so if I keep focusing on on the fact that oh this business is killing me this business is that's exactly what's going to happen you know because that's what you're focusing on Mm. but if I'm focusing on the fact that oh I want to target a setting you know I've actually tried it before where I really wanted to get into the schools, right? I don't know, I just really wanted to work with the kids and, you know, do uniforms and live as hoodies at the time. You know, mm. the, the idea was it was gonna be fun. I can- <laughs> yeah, create,
0: We need to talk I about could, that in a minute, but yeah. And,
1: <laughs> I could cute. create stuff with them and blah, blah, blah. So I kind of ditched the idea, but you know, we're sending emails to schools, but not much, but then you know, I got into a point where I'm like, now I really want to work with schools. And I started researching, how do I even get there? What do they want? What, school, what, what schools do you want to work with? And what problem can you solve for yeah. them? Mm. So then I realized, okay, a lot of schools still send out these forms, you know, to fail for either levers or uniforms and all. That must be a lot of paperwork. Mm. The admin person would probably be losing her mind or yeah. his mind or, you know. So I thought, okay, maybe if we build a platform where they'll kind of have like an online shop where you yeah. know they shop and you know make things easy I'm sure that solution is out there already but just creating it for my local community for the schools around here so that was what I used to pitch now this is the same schools I have been emailing oh we're mm. here if you want to do uniforms but it was a different approach this time because I was a bit deliberate yes. on fact that I really want to work in schools so then we started getting oh that's interesting oh my god we are you're gonna save us I'm like ah so it was just it's the same thing but it was just a different approach because Mm. this time I was kind of bent on the fact that I really want to do it now how do I get it who do I need to speak to who do I need to leverage on in my contacts you know things Mm. like that and now we have six schools and that's enough yeah because (laughs) but um, I think that was what I was trying to say in that snippet that, you know, there's there's money to be made out there. There's, there are opportunities, but you need to be prepared for it. You know, for example, if they say they're looking for a, spring, a female screen printer to do blah I'm sure a lot of people would probably recommend you because you're there. You're prepared for it already. They're not going to look for someone maybe who's, you get what I mean. So it's just about preparing yourself and putting yourself out there in that place where the opportunity meets you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. There is this other, like, slightly different idea. I get you're, you're talking about, like, opportunities in business and stuff, but some people have the idea that um, if you make quite a lot of money, you're taking it away from someone who's not making money. Like, they fi- feel like there's, no, there's like, a set amount. And basically, I just don't think that's the case. I think there's there's – you can make – more economy in your local economy and there's more opportunities and chances to to keep building and adding on services and upselling to the customers that you've got there's always a way to to like bring more money into your business and it's not being greedy and stuff it's um yeah it's just thinking in a slightly different way i don't know how to explain that but
1: well I- that I I'm probably to, wouldn't you, hear because I wouldn't even apply myself to understand yeah. that. Yeah, okay. so I can make all the money I want to make if I want to make if I apply myself. I can, you know, yeah. if I want to. It's it's a it's hard work. Yeah, it's it's not easy making money. It's real yeah. hard work, you know. Mm. Um, so, and if I am obviously building my business, growing, making money, I'm also creating jobs. Yeah. For people, every one of my members of my staff are members of the local community. So and then me being in this area is also um good for the area. Elevating it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, then mm-hmm. I've brought in revenue here because myself and my team, we go to the local shops, we buy stuff almost every lunch. So it's giving back in every sense of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand being greedy. No, yeah. I'm probably well. <laughs>
0: It's not, it's not, that's, that's the point. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's, you can't also, there's this other thing, which is like, um, if you're, if, if you are making like enough money for yourself, now you're able to give to charities and things. Yeah. If you're, you're like always scraping by, you're never going to be able to give enough to make an impact. So Mm -hmm. I feel like we have, um, I think we have to, make the best of what we've got and use all of our skills to the best of our abilities, then we can start like helping other people so yeah, Um, because you also referenced like the Mm -hmm. e-myth, yeah so is it, is that like a particularly influential book that you've read and resonated with you. Yes, I think it's just sitting right like, yeah. <laughs> here. <laughs> I've, I've read yeah. it a
1: couple of times and it's probably looking all tattered. I
0: think um, I've put it up there. Mm. I think
1: the first time I read it, the, the thing that it did for me, I haven't finished up until the end. It's just you know that kind of book where you go again and you like <gasps> you read something and it blows your mind and mm. it, it made me understand that you know being a technician. <clears throat> yeah being an entrepreneur two different things you know which kind of like a lot of us coming to it because we love the creative side we want to um print you know we want to do the embroidery oh check that out that looks super cool that's Mm -hmm. great but that would take you only thus far you know that would not necessarily help you grow your business so I think that kind of helped me because I didn't come from a businessy background I, Mm -hmm. I mean everything I have done I have learned I have read I have gone on courses or you know Mm. um, regular nine to five desk job type person um so I think that book um how it explained you know being a technician and being an entrepreneur two different things is really was really great for me to kind of wrap my head around because sometimes I look at other people how are they doing it how do they know to take that decision you know like "Am am I all or something but that book kind of got ah
0: mm. this is why i'm the way i am
1: you know so yeah. that kind of um helped so that's why i just keep referring to that
0: i i think that's really important because a lot of people who own a business just because they're on the they're the director and yeah. they think that now they're an entrepreneur and it's like no
1: no, no. it's no. such a journey to be
0: you're, you're you're an entrepreneur when you own multiple businesses and you you work it's literally work on the business instead of work in Mm -hmm. so i know that i know that myself i own three businesses now and i know technically (laughs) yes i do work in the businesses but i'm doing it with in mind that i'm just building these roles and i'm filling people into them yeah yeah and i'm getting hands off as much as possible and i know i'm not an entrepreneur yet but i'm getting there like it's from reading books like that you can see that if you're always being the bricklayer and you're not hiring the bricklayers then that's like you've reached your limit and capacity on what you can do in a day but yeah yeah, reading some of those books does do what you just said and you're like oh for god's sake i've been doing this for five years and i've had no yeah yeah (laughs) it's just like a seven-pound book can give you an epiphany that changes the whole course of your business. So
1: Absolutely.
0: why wouldn't you read and consume as much of it as possible?
1: It just it just helps, you know, you get to a mm. point in your business. Well, it depends on, you know, how you want to grow your business. But you get to a point in your business where you realise you just don't know what to do. You don't have the skill, yeah. you know. Mm i i probably yes i i i'm creative i could tell you no don't use polyester for that blah 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 i could go all geeky about that but i probably might not be able to tell you know the business acumen is not there so it's things like reading the books and um you know all those things that kind of help and improve Mm
0: -hmm. you. yeah yeah it's really important so like how did you get this kind of idea to go into business have you got other people in your family that run businesses that inspired you or you got any like m- people who might be in like a mentor role? <laughs>
1: well, um, my dad is a lawyer as well, and he owns his law firm. So well, it's sort of running a business as well. And then my mom has always been in business while I was growing up, you know, Tom. selling clothes. She had a boutique and things like that. And also um later on she had a school. So she was oh, right. yeah headmistress. So that was that's back home in Nigeria. So it's kind of been in the family, but I honestly never thought this would be me. Yeah. My thinking was a proper night to five suit wearing, heels wearing type of girl. <laughs> you know, like you'd have know, watched so many movies. I, I
0: want to be like that, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's so cool, but hey, I'm here now. So like legally uh,
0: blonde, like heels. Exactly. Literally,
1: <laughs> I thought I was gonna be something you know, with my doggy, I'm I'm gonna kill the <laughs> honestly it's so this was my dream right and um um so obviously those are the kind of people that have kind of stared me on you know in Mm. in the roles in in the role i'm in now when i started it all started like a hobby like yeah i like this thing i'll do it and you know when you have it at the back of your mind it's just a side thing you Mm. know we'll do it and we'll see how it goes but then this is me full time
0: yeah. <laughs> so um I know you're quite a close-knit team but I see that you've like made some additions and stuff but how have you found hiring people and getting the right people in the right seats? It's hard. Yeah.
1: It, it is hard but I think my walk around, the way I kind of walked around that was I realized that n- nobody goes to school to learn screen print or embroidery or so you know but I then realized I had to get to a point where I chose people who had skills that could be transferable right then I would tutor them I teach them now it's a whole lot of work you know trying (laughs) to invest (laughs) yeah you're like this is
0: an investment it's not a waste of time
1: you're saying that
0: to yourself
1: so um but I think I've just been lucky as well, because the kind of people I brought into my space are people who are keen to learn. That was always very key for me, especially Mm -hmm. when I'm doing interviews. You know, you could have all the skills in the world, but are you keen? Are you how do you under criticisms? You know, things like this are what Mm -hmm. helps you to know if someone is teachable or not. So if they're teachable, oh, you're, you're, you've, you've gotten a real good one, Mm. you know? So a lot of my team members are people who I have mentored and they have now mentored other people as well, based on the way, you know, they learned from me. So, um, it's been tough generally, but yeah, you just have to, yeah, you just have to do it if you're growing. You just have to do it.
0: Exactly. So see you've put, um, Abby on social media. Yeah. is that like her role or is she just like adopted that or well
1: she she, she doubles up I and mean, he does a lot quite right? she doubles up so she does um, business development and then she does digital marketing so under the digital mm. marketing there is the social media aspect of it so we have another company that majorly runs um the social media but we're heavily involved so some of the comments the messages are us personally or mm. the actual scheduling of the post we all we work with them to say okay we want to put this out this is what we want to do blah 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 so they do the actual scheduling and posting and doing all that but See. the communications with um, customers with people is is awesome there so Abby kind of yeah runs the show with social media as
0: well yeah, yeah. I can tell that she watches TikTok in her personal time because she's like formatting the videos um in a way that other people are doing it and that's working and that's getting hooks so mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's just smart putting that on if it's not like something that you want to do yourself and a lot of people don't watch tiktok and don't understand how instagram's set up mm-hmm. yeah it makes sense to put that on to someone who's consuming it themselves
1: yeah she she loves it but you know i try i it's i probably it's too much work for me to be honest yeah. but um yeah she does it but she says hello by the way she absolutely oh. loves you guys she's like
0: oh jesse <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's
0: pretty cute yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like what kind of ambitions have you got for the business now because like you must have been rattled by over the last couple of years and did that like change the course of what you're doing like with COVID and stuff with the schools not ordering and like, how did that affect you?
1: Well, COVID really had a massive impact on us. Um, yeah, it, it was it was bad, <laughs> it was really bad. Um, but I think that kind of helped us to pivot a bit and just um, go more online. So we did more online. So, you know, we have, um, I think there was a time we were on clubhouse you know chatting Mm. about things that would help us with our processes and that's when I got this um um platform that I used to manage jobs and things like that so we had to learn to automate a lot of things we do because traditionally we're used to people coming in show us what they want try on the shirt, you know like there's that human interaction but now there is still that because it's coming back, but we can literally run a whole job without actually seeing the person. Yeah. We do the mock-ups with everything, you know, there's a back and forth on the whole system. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I, I can say. COVID has really helped us to do, you know, trying to automate things and strengthen our processes a bit more. And mm-hmm. um, I think for me as well, one of the things it you know, was part of the things that made me say, okay, I really now want to work with schools what am I going to do and how am I going to get them? And the reason why I went down that route was I started, I had to start thinking of what are the um, industries I can go to that would give me my volumes, that would be constant, you know, that mm. would be repeat Repeatful, so that I know yeah. that I have a certain amount of steady income,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, in a year. And so that way, if you have that steady income, you can plan, you can say, yeah, we want to do training, we want to do this, and then all the other bits keep flowing in as well. So. COVID kind of made me now go into school. Okay,
0: now yeah. yeah. no, I've got a minute and now I can jump on digital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of people were forced there and then then they've seen like, okay, I, I never had the time to put into these kind of things before, but now I can see that I need to focus on developing the business and make Absolutely. it more streamlined. Absolutely. So is, is there a program that you'd recommend for people? Because I think we spoke about it on the podcast. Yes. Yeah,
1: so um, you mean the, for the job management? Mm. So are you servicemate? Um, servicemate. It is gold, honestly. <laughs> I, I can literally, you know, if people want have to
0: write it down now. Yeah. If you
1: want to maybe, oh, how do you do this? How do you do that? I'm happy to share and, you know, actually demo or whatever. But it has changed the trajectory of my business and i cannot even lie so mm. that's that that monday.com is good as well the yeah. only reason i kind of pulled away from monday was obviously because we're growing we're, we're a team growing now so the more people that have to use it the more license you're paying
0: yeah but for
1: service mates, you're paying a monthly fee whether you have mm. 10 or 50 staff using wow. it you know so it was traditionally made for the trades um industry so there's some functionalities on there that probably not be relevant. But if you look at the trades industries, they're providing a service, they're having parts, so they need to send pictures to customers and things like that, which is kind of like similar to what we do. So mm-hmm. we've sort of adapted it and molded into what works for us. Yeah. You know, there's still a couple of things that probably, oh, if it would have been a good, nice to have. Yeah, But um, for me, ServiceMate works for now and it's affordable for my business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: um yeah so that's monday.com is good as well i mean I yeah. cannot, there's some things that monday.com can do that servicemate cannot do because for monday.com you can invite your customers to collaborate so say you okay. have a mock-up or something you can have a meeting where the customer is actually saying "No, move this there and you can see the cost moving which is super cool mm. you know but servicemate is just a back and forth thing so what we do on service maybe or every single correspondence is on that platform with the customer. So say I'm on holiday or you're on holiday. I don't need to wait. Oh, we're waiting for Chessie to come back. Or maybe if your customer calls, well, Chessie's not in, we have to wait. No, I can literally read through and say, okay, yeah, the status of your job is the garments have been ordered or the mm. production and you get it in seven days or blah, blah, blah. So there's that continuity, which I needed at the time. Mm. Because before COVID, it was mainly me making a lot of the decisions. So if I'm not there, nothing can be done. Yeah. But I thought now, say we have to probably work from home. How are we going to communicate? You know. Mm. So I had to start thinking of this thing So service meter has really helped in that way. Um. Mm. So you can, once the job is complete, it still saves it on there. So if a customer says, oh, um. I, won I had 50, last time. 50 You're like, <laughs> I want 50 of the last time. Like, 50. Of, sometimes, you know, before <laughs> I had to say, could you send us a picture of the color? I'm like, yeah, it's poplish, I know, but what <laughs> can you send us a picture? But I felt that was a bit tacky. So I needed something yeah. a bit cooler. So now, if they say 50 of next time, fine, because measurements, everything is stored on that customer. So I just pull it up mm-hmm. and I just reorder. So yeah, it's super cool. I'm not going to say <laughs> too much.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. no that's, seriously, that's right. genuinely really um, important information. Also, there's something you said right at the beginning. You said, like, I know it slows the process down being, like, methodical and checking and double-checking. That's, that's the opposite. It speeds up the amount of jobs that you're doing correctly. Yeah. And you're getting right. And you're... Because if you mess up a job, you've lost the profit on it most of the Absolutely. time.
1: Absolutely. Sorry. And we've had our fair share of that where I'm like,
0: yeah. kidding me? <laughs> you
1: know? And one in particular that honestly, and it was so embarrassing because I made the mistake, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on. But it was a couple of garments. It was, I think, about 100, Chessie. And so there was brilliant embroidery done, print, great. I was like, this is so cool. And they had a hashtag at the back, right? So the yeah. hashtag was, All small letter, but it was two words. But the second word had a small letter as well, or had a capital. I can't remember, or had a capital, right? Mm. So you know when you're doing it on the um, on, I use CorelDRAW Draw mainly, and then autocorrect felt oh no capital in the middle of his statement or in the middle of it. I I didn't even check it. I just ran the prints and did all that, and I had delivered it, and then the customers went oh we're missing the capital I'm like nope that's not possible <laughs> <did exactly. laughs> and then when I saw I'm like oh
0: my goodness yeah yeah
1: you know so but now you know we were so you're my... like
0: googling how to remove vinyl from that <laughs> I, I could <laughs> yeah. I had
1: to replace it because it was a yeah. lot was <laughs> I
0: know, you, you know. there's always like this five seconds where you're like hmm i think i could get this I off <laughs> with some acetone or something and then you see this guy like rubbing sometimes acetone we use the spray like, yeah. there's a spray we get
1: from uh, what are they now i think paper graphics i think mm. is it paper graphics i can't remember honestly <laughs> yeah. so we use that spray anywhere, and it goes off and um, but it all you can only do it to a certain amount of thing and then sometimes it leaves that ghost effect which a bit tacky if you're putting the same size of print on it fine or a bigger Mm -hmm. size But if you're putting Mm -hmm. something totally different it's a bit weird so
0: yeah
1: and but at least that helps the system now helps because you have the mock-up there so when it's in production you're looking at it and so if the customer says oh the capital is there well this is what you approved it's on there and everything is time stamped you know customer Mm -hmm. approved it on the 6th of june Eight, eight or five it's all there
0: so
1: mm. I'm covered yeah. you know that type of thing
0: so yeah mm-hmm. I, I do think the temptation for like one-man band type situations where you're there um, in the studio on your own is not to make those mock-up sheets or production sheets for yourself because you're like oh no I remember I know it and I could just yes. keep going back to the computer and just like looking but the mm-hmm. problem is there's like there's always like an email there like 10 deep and it's like they're throwing in a little change.
1: Yes.
0: Or like, could you just make it
1: slightly bigger? And then no, that's
0: like, what, what does bigger mean? Which drives me nuts. But yeah, it's like, ah, give me a centimeter. Um, yeah. So the, the tendency is to just try and keep it in your head. And you think that that's saving you time. But if you spend half an hour, you'll thank yourself later when yeah. you have got that production sheet. Yeah. To reference and just chills you out. Yeah. takes the stress out um.
1: absolutely where you have all the description the color the thread the measurements positioning mm. and you know we don't we, we try to go a little bit off paper because a lot of paper bothers me mm. so um on service mate you can use it on your phone you can use it on an ipad you can use it on your computer so if you're in the um, workshop you can, I, I'll just pull it up for you. So if you're in the workshop, I can literally, so that's service page. I've pulled it up and um, I go into jobs, um, all jobs. So I go into jobs. These are all my jobs. So if it's blue, that's the work, the job that we have on. Mm. If it's yellow, orangey, that means it's still on a quote. If it's green, that's it complete. So yes, that's me. I've pulled up a job. I've pressed it. And one cool thing it could do is, I don't know if you can see clearly, if I click on, if I click on start job, Mm. when I start the machine, I can click on that start job. So I can time myself doing this job. Nice. So this Mm. is altogether, this job is probably about uh, 85 garments, right? So say I want to really, really time it. I will start the job and if I say I finish it in five hours, so if someone says, I want 80 garments, but can you do it in, I need it by, say, Friday, because I know that's going to take me five hours uninterrupted. Mm. Add, if I want to add maybe interruptions, maybe another extra hour. I can tell you if I could deliver the job or not, because mm. I have an idea of how long that would take me. You know, yeah. this was something that was... You know, in, in, in print, in embroidery, it's a bit hard to tell because every job is different. You know, the the thread counts is different. You know, there might be a lot of thread breaks with this and this can go so smoothly. So it all depends. But at least I have an idea that eh, that should roughly take me five hours now, five hours. Mm-hmm almost the whole work day because you've got is it six hours to work in a day well the team I work probably <laughs> nine,
0: like, but you're hours. Working
1: five hours
0: like, <laughs> that used to be my next question I
1: know well, I probably work longer than that but you know average the your nine to five you know so I could tell you that's a day's job uninterrupted now I probably would not give my time to just one job in a day so I would probably tell you that would take me two days. So you mm. say I want to split it over two days. So it kind of gives you an idea of
0: Yeah, I what really doing. like that. Because you're yeah. like, actually, last time I did this job, it took me five hours. And one of your staff's pissing around and they're on yeah. like, hour seven. And you're like, Yeah. I've literally oh, got the statistics me, on here.
1: Yeah, for, for, for me, if, if if I go, oh, that job, you just started the job on Monday, it's not done on Wednesday. Why? I I can boldly ask why because everybody (laughs) should kind of know how long that will take you.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you're not chatting too much or going for coffee 10 times in the middle of that, or, you know, things like that. So.
0: Yeah. Also it's going to help you cost your jobs efficiently because you know how many man hours that took Yeah. um, on top of your materials and things. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. I think if you're not measuring it, you don't, if, yeah, if it matters, you have to measure it and see what these things are costing you. Yeah, that's that's another thing that happened with COVID, which is really good because we phased out a lot of jobs and we started like ramping up other areas because we actually had to do cost analysis on everything, like down to what emulsion costs and all that kind of stuff. To that throws stuff
1: a lot up. Because I, I'm still. I think it's
0: screens, not like normal screen printing. Yeah, God you
1: guys on. have, I think you've done incredible with, you know, trying to phase out because that's still something we used to have a bit of mix with, mm. you know, trying to phase out your, not, I wouldn't say they're
0: little jobs, but
1: you know what I mean, whereby. Someone called
0: me today and they wanted the Queen's face on a shirt so they could go to the pub and it was urgent and it's like crucial. It's like, oh. Did they want it screen printed? No, I don't know, just anything. They don't know what, what the thing is. Obviously I'm like reject because I've got my guidelines. No, do, thank but... you very yeah. much. I,
1: yeah. I will pass. I can... yeah. no, Some people just think you just go up to the back and just press yeah. a button. And just... Exactly, like, <laughs> yeah. no, not exactly. There's a lot that goes into it, you know? So I think that's still something um, we're trying to do. We have phased out a couple of things by putting in limit uh, uh, limits spend you know, just to kind of do things up a bit, but I think we need to probably do more yeah. so that we strengthen our positioning
0: mm. a bit more. Yeah, we talked about that on Clubhouse because I remember it sticking in my head, like the fact that you've implemented that minimum spend. And I was I was just thinking, even if I try and implement a minimum spend, I'm still having to do the admin and figure out all these variables that are just like overwhelming. Like yeah, if they say I want a coat and you're like, well, I've still got to go on ratherwise and find out how much that coat costs and find out how much it costs to embroider. And I haven't got all that stuff at my fingertips. So maybe if if someone in your position where you run lots of jobs in those, you, maybe if you had experience, like you've got it referenced there, you know how much that jacket costs mm-hmm. with an embroidery. If you had those statistics, then you could do it. But for me, that would be another hours working I might as well I don't know <laughs> it's just tiring to think about yeah I think it's so. also
1: you know the fact that the, the bigger your team is you know the thing it, it might make something take some things off you because that's one thing that has gone off me a bit you know the whole putting foods together oh cool it is such a faff especially now with stock levels so sometimes mm. you're you're recommending a particular garment to clients and then they're taking ages to decide when they decide that stock is gone sorry so then you're back it is such a mission
0: i know how much stuff this is like i don't know if you got you with ralois or pen curry or whatever whoever yeah Yeah, same i've got so much stock that i never ordered and they don't even want back i had to do i did a massive drop at the charity shop the other week and I had boxes I had three boxes full of shit that I can't even decorate uh, yeah they just give me constantly giving me other people's I'm getting your orders by the way that's what's <coughs> happening if you've ordered loads of like extra large yellow shirts the other week I've got them if you ordered some dresses the week before Chessie's got them as well I just get all this surplus shit
1: it, it's it, it that and happened when i not, not you know, shaming anyone, <laughs> probably more with railways. Railways have, mm. they have um, factories or warehouses, as you call them, in different parts.
0: Ah, oh, I thought
1: it was of, one. Yeah, so sometimes you place an order what roughly about 600 quid order and you're getting about three deliveries or four and I'm wondering yeah. that should just be a box or two at the mm. most but it's because it's shipped from different places
0: didn't know but that it all together,
1: and sometimes that factory has looked and probably picked up a line they we weren't supposed to pick and then so that's kind of like because so, that does my head in sometimes mm. you know where especially you need something urgent you've ordered boom it's here and you're like yeah. half of it is not
0: here yeah, yeah. I, I i have genuinely never had that problem with pen carry ever no
1: ever never
0: ever done it never I, get it. I got to the point the other week where i i had to steady myself to talk to my rep and i was like you're giving me no options and it was it was so tense <gasps> anyone coming in the room at that point would be like oh my god what happened uh, I didn't. I never shout, but there's like a tone of voice that I can only put on when I'm hyper pissed off. I know. You, um, you, there's a limit for me. Mm-hmm. It's only when I
1: really need to I go to Ralowise, and because I mean, they've got cool stuff. I know. They got all the good shit. Oh, they've got the Adidas and the Nike, and especially for we work with people who play golf and all that. You know, that's what they want. They want mm. your Adidas, your Nike, your stuff. But you know. Where else am I going to go? And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> I know.
0: They they better sort it out because uh, everyone's pissed off and One. they just can't they can't piss off all the garment printers and expect us to just carry on. anyway. I think it's because
1: they also have a huge range. So could it be that it's just too much? Yeah,
0: they're just you know? too big. I yeah, think that's why sure. Stanley Stiller just put in there. They've got their own warehouse now. In uh, abingdon so they're like where's with that? abingdon in stanley stella web uh oh. warehouse in that's uh it's quite nice amsterdam, amsterdam is it no no, no they, they've got a uk one really yeah 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 it's like well, 45 have... minutes away from me shut up they've just put it in they were in brussels only but now they're exactly
1: because i remember i've ordered i ordered directly from them but not a lot right but when with the whole Brexit thing, I couldn't order because I needed an EORI number. I know, yeah. And yeah. I had to go through all that process. And I'm like, oh, this is just too much. And yeah. that's kind of why I just said, you know what, like They I are soft, run. though. <laughs> so now they oh, that's great.
0: Yeah, great because start. they were just, they were hitting that, that problem too much. And then you order from them and then you think you've paid it. And then you allocate all your money like normal. You think you've got the money that you've got. And then you get like this bill from like FedEx, an import tax, and you're like, what the fuck is this? You're like 50 quid, 80 quid to FedEx, like months later. So they're, I think they're trying to mitigate that kind of yeah. like customs bullshit that's happened because of Brexit. But mm-hmm. yeah, good stuff. So like, let's talk about screen printing a little bit, because yeah. I know you're not like heavy on screen print. You're like, you, you do a little bit of you do quite a lot of embroidery. I've seen you do direct to film, I think. Mm -hmm. And then you do the DTG. So like what made you want to bring screen print into it?
1: Well, it was more of uh, customer demand, really, and um, you know when you get people who go, um, "Hello, we want to make some shares, but we want them screen printed." You know, okay, I think they know what they want. You know, they're right. like, oh, "We've tried vinyl, we've tried all these things. We want screen print." Right. You know, so that's what how I kind of got into it, and also because I started doing quite a lot of levers, and um, so I used to either vinyl it or um, I used to do target transfers. Yeah. For that. And obviously, that was taking a lot of my profit mm. um, on the leaders' hoodies because the schools don't want to pay a lot for the for the hoodies. They're probably yeah. about 15, 18 quid uh, per hoodie. So I thought, okay, maybe I should see what this spring print is all about. But I think, as usual, for me, I just didn't want to start with the, you know, kind of like your home setup, your one color thing. I said, okay, let me learn. Let me go all out and see what I could do so at the time obviously it was Vastex that was kind of buzzing Mm. and you know there was a lot of noise about that so I got it and I think the funny thing is I got my machine and it was just sitting there for months.
0: Really? Just, just like staring at you? Like, yeah, I
1: was just like, yeah, yeah, I'll get right. you. I just, I just then, obviously, we were getting a few bits of work on it. But, you know, because I wasn't promoting it a lot, I wasn't getting work from it. So I just left it there because I just felt, I don't want to learn something from scratch again. Also, <laughs> it's know?
0: not a normal thing, is it? It's horrible. The, lo- the first few months of learning curve on print is steep.
1: I have... You know, I, there was a time where I was trying something, and I literally took the squeegee and I threw. No, I, I threw it across <laughs> the room. Like, why can't I just get it? <laughs> and for me, for me, if I'm learning something, I'm very critical. I want to get it. I want yeah, to understand yeah, yeah. it, and I because I really put myself into it. And you know, when I we got someone who trained us, I flew. We we brought him in to Aberdeen from down south to teach us and show us how to do stuff. And we had a two day, you know, it was in a hotel and a lot of money, right? Yeah. And we've done this and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he made it look so easy. I'm like, I could do that,
0: yeah. you know?
1: And you register and you do this, okay. And then the first few ones I did, I'm like, oh, brilliant. Easy, but yeah. so then it started going a bit complicated because what you do for t- our printing t-shirt is different from a hoodie,
0: mm. it's different
1: from the arm. Is different from polyester. The bleed. What is
0: this? No yeah. one told you about the bleed. They should put a bloody sticker on that. Like yeah. they give you warnings about like not drinking bleach, but they don't give you the oh, in an hour this this white is going to go Yes, pink. <laughs> Nobody tells
1: you, and now <laughs> you have to put the base. And I'm like,
0: what is this? Is I
1: oh, you know, I've tried up to three color before. Honestly, you make it so easy. <laughs> it is not that especially having to line them up so i've tried up to three colors before that took a while but mm-hmm. i think because we don't do a lot of the multi-color prints you know so i've not been able to perfect my speed at yeah. it but the one color is like boom, boom, oh boom, my goodness i know quick, i know
0: so if one. you think about like running like if you get this perfect sweet job for it like black ink white t-shirt thousand and you're like rubbing your bloody hands together that is that's the that's the treat the, that's the sweet swap. Yeah. yeah although how much, yeah instead of weeding it sorry although, go on, although. it's satisfying
1: looking at the colors
0: so yeah. sometimes they are
1: like, I'm like, oh, that looks super cool. How did she do that? Yeah. You know, so. Well, I'm trying is... to tell you
0: all the time, Ola. I'm trying to give you videos.
1: And... I know it's, you know, it, it's, it's, so that's kind of how I got into Spring Break, you know, was a lot of customer demand when mm. they started, you know, and then I thought, okay, rather than doing uh, target transfers with my leavers hoodies where, you know, half of my profit was going off on. I'll just do it in-house that way. I can still chart the same, but I can make a bit more profit, even if it's yeah. not mass- massive, but at least it's still a bit more. So, and that kind of worked. And so for me, levers with screen prints is boom, like that for me yeah. now, because that's
0: nice done it
1: over and over. So.
0: Beautiful. I love to hear that. Um, uh, Something that's obviously happening and you can't really get away from it, especially if you go to the trade shows is DTF. And I know, I think you've got like, what was it? I think you just got, have you got like a BN20 or something just digitally printing onto? No, we've vinyl got the reading uh, it.
1: Or? Roland Versacam is the yeah. fifth boy in one. Yeah.
0: yeah, I've got like the baby one of that, but that isn't really DTF. No, that's it?
1: not DTF. No,
0: so would you get into that? Because for Leader's Fitting, it's on the roll. I'm not talking about Ultra I'm talking about like on the roll DTF. Wouldn't that oh, be DTF,
1: the way I'm seeing DTF, which our current DTG machine can do mm. um, is printing on one sheet, and then you know you apply the powder and then you cure it through the um he- the heater, yeah. you know. Um but I'm still a bit on the fence with it because it's still not as quick. Yeah right? Mm-hmm. Because you still need, especially if you're doing colors, you still need to do your white base first, send it back in, and then you do your colored right you know, and then after you do that then you apply your powder because you have to do that and then after that you have to cure it right then you know you then put it on the garment so i think the benefit for me for dtf is if i'm working well contract if i'm working with a, an organization or whatever it is school whatever and they have their logos and i know they're going to keep coming back downtimes i can just keep running these things and stacking them up and saving them yeah. so that when the order comes in it's just Garment press, garment press, boom, yeah. boom, and everyone's happy. Yeah. So that's kind of like the benefit for it. But for ongoing jobs like on the go, it's yeah. not, it's not still as fast. Just like D- DTG is great, but it's not as fast as well. Yeah. Especially if you're doing colour, you need to do your white print first before you then apply your colour.
0: Yeah. Also it looks shit on social media because it's so boring. How many like it's just like. Like that, and you're like, oh, yeah. I don't care. No one cares. <laughs> no one goes on social media and they're like, oh, can I see some? Like, because all you yeah. can do with it is time
1: lapse. Yeah. So that's I mean, all you can do with it because I mean, sitting and watching it go is an absolute waste of time.
0: I know. And it's like yeah. just enough not down to like, you haven't got enough downtime to really get into something else. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, how do you manage that? Do you have someone on the DTG and an embroidery machine? So they're like re threading. And well
1: because i'm a crazy person right a lot of people that work for me we're all crazy so we can do like three things well I've, I've kind of because they see me do it that's the way i train as well because i do more than one thing at a time because mm. i'm you yeah know, so we kind of um work maybe one or two stations at, mm. at the same time so the dcg is just having a mechanism you know it depends on the print so I'm loading your my T-shirt on. I send it to print. I'm taking another one and I'm heat pressing because you yeah. normally heat press first so that it takes out the moisture. So we're heat pressing and then we're stacking it up, right? Mm. So by the time I'm doing that, that is already out. I'm bringing that out, putting it on the. Um, dryer to dryer while I'm loading another one. So mm. I could either do that by myself, but you know, I'm doing, it's still DTG, but there are like three different stages of the DTG. Right. So I'm kind of running through the three, load, heat press, remove, cure, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Or maybe I'm loading it so that I'm getting my perfect suits for it's kind of lined up. Mm. I send it in and then I go do something else. Then someone is offloading when it's done. Yeah. And then I come back and load again sort of so it's kind yeah. of um yeah but obviously i tell the team do what is comfortable for you the the speed i can use for screen print is not the speed you can because i've been doing it a bit longer yeah. and i kind of know what i'm, I'm doing mm. so well they know what they're doing but it's just you know I've, I've done it longer so i can turn things around a bit quicker right yeah so um yeah so load um hooping, and then you're putting it on the machine while that is running you're hooping another one Mm. dropping it down you're hooping another one that one is done you're taking it off hooping that trimming Mm. passing it to someone who folds it.
0: yeah i know but when it when it works it works because like yeah yeah, when, when you're doing when you've got something quite long happening on the embroidery machine and then you're screen printing a three color and then i know that i'm printing some film you're like literally earning money in three different ways yeah and it's like this is beautiful and then you can have whole days that just work like seamlessly and you get loads of shit done and then you can just have something bad happen but but that's that's what we're in it for right like it's it's exciting and fun and goes well well, sometimes
1: they're they're just yeah it's just the joys of business isn't it the days you go like why
0: am I doing this again yeah why
1: (laughs) I literally want to get out of this yeah but you're
0: you're probably not employable now anyway sorry you're probably not employable anymore because you're like you'd be fighting the system and exactly that doesn't work you should well we've done this for 30 years don't change it yeah i'm here now (laughs) i don't i don't think that would that would work anymore um yeah that's been awesome i think i think we can wrap it up here uh is there anything else you want to tell people about ripples like (laughs) <laughs>
1: well, uh yeah, we're just a print and embroidery company, but I think um the thing about us, we're a friendly bunch. We love to solve problems. So, um, you know, when people have issues with their designs, can this work? Can this, that's where I buzz. okay, let's see what kind of <laughs> thing. Oh, we could do a 3D with that. It would look mm. super cool. And, you know, we've been lucky to work with clients that are open to our ideas as well. Mm. So that's kind of where we thrive, where, you know, people have ideas and we want to help them to bring
0: it to life pretty yeah. much, yeah. Yeah, that. with everything that you've got, there's pretty much nothing that you can't do, I suppose, because you've got well, we everything can. covered, haven't you? We try. We
1: do sublimation as well, but it's probably my least favourite thing to do. <laughs> because it's <laughs> guaranteed. I we always waste at least 10 of either the garments or the mugs or something goes wrong. It, yeah. It,
0: yeah, I threw mine out. It was beautiful if you need to do anything to make you feel better at any point just get your supplementation printer and throw it away
1: honestly it is i don't know why i still do it but
0: it, it takes like three pounds off you it just yeah. is
1: absolutely absolutely it's just oh.
0: told off for that but yeah, yeah. okay well, thank you so much all i really appreciate your time no here. worries
1: thank you so much for having me on it was such a pleasure to speak with you
0: and am i gonna get the the boss profile picture as your Snapchat oh do you or... want that one oh I don't know that was that was like I'm getting told I'll do whatever she tells me to do <laughs> I picture. know so maybe yeah let's yeah let's use that one okay
1: I'll, I'll I'll look for it I think I, I should just still have it on my phone somewhere I'll okay. send it to you on Instagram
0: <laughs> awesome thank you so much okay. alright you take care and bye. You, bye.